Drilling fluids touch just about everything in the drilling process. We're here to deconstruct the drilling process and drilling fluid concepts to provide a deeper understanding of our industry. In each episode, we'll share information, talk to interesting people, and maybe share a few stories along the way. Welcome to The Flow Line, a production of AES Drilling Fluids, brought to you by Matt Offenbacher and Justin Gautier. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of The Flow Line. Matt, tell us something exciting today. Something exciting. I don't have to travel this week. Nice. That's good. I don't know about you. I mean, I, I love traveling. I love going and visiting customers and, you know, doing BD work everywhere. But the novelty for traveling is slightly worn off. If I could just teleport and then sleep in my own bed every night, <laughs> that would be awesome. I will say that when I was gone last week just for an overnight, I remember laying down and looking up in my bed and being like, I'm going to get eight hours of silence. Yeah. And feeling really good about that. That's um, true. Because my three-year-old does uh, not believe in silence. Mm, yeah. But it's one of those, I think it's nice to get away. Like, I think I'd go stir crazy if I was home too long. And I, but it's also when you're gone a lot, you're kind of like, man, I just love a week to look after some things around the house. And, yeah, you know, so this week I'm looking forward to that. I might even take the old Friday off. And there you go. You know, yeah. No, I've got some vacation to burn and which is why I'm taking a random Wednesday, Thursday off this week. So yeah, I'll be taking sporadic days off, mainly not to go anywhere cool, but to just do things that I'm trying to catch up on and wrap uh, stuff up. So anyway, well, it's good to have you this week, Matt. Good to be here. Awesome. Well, this is another interesting topic that our fellow host here, Matt, has came up with, and it took me a minute to try and figure out how to say it, but he helped me out. So bear with me again here, but we're going to talk about electrophoresis. Did I get it right? Yeah, you got it. You nailed it. Awesome. So if anyone out there can just take a moment and, you know, think about what they know about electrophoresis, it'll help you as we move along. Okay, you probably haven't. So Matt, what is electrophoresis? <laughs> so I mean, it's basically a separation technique. And how it works is the electro part, right? So we moving charged particles in electric field, they basically separate along a gradient. And if you Google this, the first thing you're going to come up with is all these like, molecular separation techniques, predominantly for like DNA and RNA and different proteins, like that's how they separate all that stuff out. Mm. But we're not going to do that in the oil field. <laughs> you know, but what this is, is if you think about applying an electrical field to a drilling fluid, let's say it's oil-based mud, you know, most of the time that's, that's where this might apply. You could use this to separate out very fine material from larger material mm -hmm. um, and even in different phases. So the idea here would be that you could come up with a big electrophoresis cell and, and put your mud in there and you would basically, you know, you have that field and the fine solids are going to accumulate, kind of stick together and fall out, kind of, kind of like electrical flocculation or something, if you will. Right. And if you increase the time and possibly the voltage even, you might actually be able to separate it out and let's go with oil-based mud as our case oil floating on top, brine floating in the middle, and then sludge and solids all at the bottom. So if you've got mud that it's time to get rid of, you could recover that oil. And, you know, with emulsions, they're funky beasts. This is something that you can simply do with an electric field, which thankfully limits the uncertainty 
of, you know, chemical dosing and adverse effects of chemicals being added. Right. Well, it's, I mean, and granted, this would be something if used, it would obviously, in my opinion, I think it would come from like the solids control side, but I think it'd be a neat application of somehow, you know, within a centrifuge or within some backyard equipment that you could somewhat regulate. And if you want to get aggressive, you could take a mud and then create a slurry out of it or, you know, adjust it to where, okay, if you want an X, you know, microns are bigger to take out or microns are less, or if you could somehow like design it to spec. I mean, maybe that's, you know, talking about Jetson style <laughs> drilling fluids servicing, but either way, there may be somewhere in the future where this actually becomes day-to-day application. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, you know, I think, so the concept has been around for quite some time and there are a few folks who have these units built for the oil field available you know, there's other reasons to want to separate all this stuff out, right? Which on the waste management side, for sure. But you think about like slop water and, you know, things like that, you know, produced water or, you know, produced fluids. There's a lot of, maybe not a lot of opportunities, but enough opportunities that are sort of competing with just a drilling fluid application. But you're absolutely right. I mean, if you get rid of those fine solids that you can't get with with a centrifuge, if we could you know, kind of find that space. You've got a, you know, a mud plant full of garbage mud. You know, we know we can only dilute so far before something's got to go in the trash. Sure. And just, you know, the idea that, you know, the oil is obviously the prize and, you know, the more expensive, you know, as the price of oil goes up, the better the payback on some of these things. Right. But the idea that you could separate and recover, you know, not all of it, but a good proportion of it. And then, or even just go after some of those really fine solids. It's an interesting idea, and like I said, there's equipment out there that can do it. Right. You know? Well, yeah, and that is interesting. I mean, what about some of the limitations? Because off the top of my head, I feel like, you know, it's like, oh, that's genius. Like, let's go ahead and do it. But obviously, again, there's there's certain limitations that we have to consider before we just go ahead and dump a bunch of money and resources into making, like, something like this happen. Yeah, I mean, uh, so, you know, first and foremost, this stuff does have a footprint. It's not huge, but it's not tiny. Mm. Right. So if you want to put this on a rig site, you need to find a place for it. And we all know no matter how much space is on a pad or in a backyard, there's not enough for whatever you want to do. Yeah. So, you know, the other thing is you've got equipment that needs an operator and requires rig up. So now you get to deal with the cost of rigging up, more equipment moving around, all that good stuff. So that's certainly a little bit of a knock. You know, the other thing is this doesn't happen with the flip of a switch. It's fairly slow. And, you know, I'd leave it to the providers to offer their processing rates and that sort of thing. But it's not that just between sections, you break down all your oil-based mud and then like move to the next well. It's going to take considerably longer than that. And so, you know, you could have this unit on site, but you're going to need a little bit of time to process whatever volume. So, it may even make more sense to have it at a mud plant or sure. to, you know, do it in batches. And then the last thing, as far as efficiency goes, you know, you have those slow rates. If the mud is overtreated, let's say we got a really nasty, dirty mud. What happens? We start adding things like thinner, right? We start adding a bunch of strong wetting agents because we're fighting and fighting and fighting. Well, all of that stuff kind of works counter to the electrophoresis process. So now it's going to take even longer to separate my trash mud that I tried to keep as pretty as I could to get to TD on that last well, and now it's complete garbage. But it's also, there's energy requirements to this, right? So, yeah, you're pulling rig power, and 
the less energy you have, the slower it goes. Right. So this stuff just takes time. And I don't think there's not necessarily anything wrong with that as long as you understand that associated with the application. Because otherwise, we're sort of, you know, in the, we don't want anyone in the drilling department who only thinks fast to be like, hey, we could do this and it does some pretty cool things and then be processing like six barrels an hour, you right. know? So those are, you know, the the energy requirements and, you know, the rate kind of balanced with expectations and practical, you know, feasibility. But, you know, uh, otherwise, I think there are questions of could there be some additives that you could use, you know, for example, with a little bit of a solvent or something help, you know, you weaken the emulsion and then you attack it, mm. right? Or there, are there some other things that would accelerate or optimize electrophoresis? The answer is kinda, and I'm not really an expert on which one would be best and the you know cost benefit analysis, but sure, that's certainly an option. And then I I think you know I've I've kind of already mentioned this before, but you know yeah, do you centralize one of these units and like clean up a bunch of mud in one place, or do you move this from rig to rig in a field, or you know where where does it make sense? And I think that's maybe why electrophoresis deployment has been so slow is. We only know these little niche spots where it, you know, yeah. really helps us out. But let's make sure we understand what they are. Let's understand that these things are available. And, you know, if, like any good mud engineer, if we can get something that will keep fine solids out of our mud, we would like that because we didn't put them there, but we certainly feel like we get blamed for it. <laughs> yes, because it's our fluid, Matt. They're in our fluids. It's our fault. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No, it's just the, we fight the good fight on a daily basis, but I feel like we manage quite well. Matt, it's a very interesting topic. And I would be very curious if any of the listeners out there have any experience with this and maybe not even on the drilling fluids world, but it, maybe they've got some electrophoresis experience if they perhaps were in the medical industry or something. Who knows? Yeah. I mean, you know, so we actually like we were just screwing around with this because we had a fluid that we wanted to see. How could I like what are the economics? And we bought a little electrophoresis cell off of Amazon and no jacked up the voltage and, <laughs> you know, tried to make some observations. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it's, there's obviously like voltage in, included and that sort of thing. So these aren't toys and be careful kids, <laughs> but you know, it, it's pretty cool that it's a very, very basic concept. You know, there's not really moving parts or anything like that. Yeah. It's just more like sitting and watching. Yep. No, interesting topic. Well, again, if anyone out there has any questions or thoughts or any experience with this, please hit us up on LinkedIn, or you can reach us at the Flowline Podcast at aesfluids.com. Or if you simply have any questions, or if you would like for us to cover a topic further or in a more, you know, questions related to a topic that we didn't really address, please let us know. That's where we get the best content and episodes from the engagement from our audience, any customers, drilling fluid engineers, or someone who's just interested in drilling fluids, let us know and we'll be happy to discuss anything you'd like. And with that said, please share, review, and like episodes that you see popped up on LinkedIn. And with that, have a wonderful day. Thanks, everybody. Take care. Thanks for listening. Please tune in next week for another exciting episode of The Flow Line. And remember, may your returns always be full and your trips always smooth. Views expressed in this program belong to participants and not their employees. The program is for informational purposes only and cannot take the place of seeking professional advice. Copyright AES Drilling Fluids.